You know, to me, that's what makes sense. Because maybe the other dude just isn't, he's just, maybe he's a low aspirational motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> maybe he want to be a heavyweight champ. He's like, I'm good being your tag team partner. Hey, what's good, folks? It's the Bowman 1-2-L. You are listening to the 36th. 40th edition of the Slam Bros Show. Yes, we survived the hurricane and it messed up everything. But we're back here. They couldn't hold Black Aquaman back. I know how to swim. I can survive in the water. Joining me as always. <laughs> Big Illo YC, the champ. What up, Slam Bros? What's good, Bowman? I'm glad you could stay afloat. Your Black Aquaman skills coming to, to the rescue. Hey, man, it was crazy. You, you know, um... Hurricane hit directly. Pretty much, uh, I think the numbers were 90% of the people in my city were without power. Uh, a lot of people in Orlando was out of power. A lot of people in Tampa, St. Pete was just like trash. It was just, man, it was something else. I mean, trees down everywhere. It's still a mess. It's still a mess right now, man. But luckily, uh, we have our health. Um, no one's no one's majorly injured. And, you know, just a little damage here. But, you know, can't really complain. It's a hurricane. It's a trade-off you get for living in Florida. I mean, you got a nice visit from President Trump. Mm, do, doesn't it, he always make things better? Nah, he doesn't. You know, I've been <laughs> sitting here looking at the uh, the whole, you know, his whole uh, America first thing. But, like, he forgot Puerto Rico as part of America. Yeah, I mean, because he, you know, at least he came down and started, like, shooting uh, paper buckets to the Puerto Ricans. You know, shooting the... Uh, yeah, the t- I can't believe he with a paper towel. The paper towel J's. That's what his name is. It's Donald Paper Towel J. That's what the J stand for. Donald Paper Towel J. Trump. Uh, shout out to everyone still going through uh, hurricane recovery in Puerto Rico because it, it's a mess down there. If you have any family members, you know any friends, uh, just hit them up directly because I guarantee they'll know the best way to get aid down there. Puerto Rico, Florida, Texas. We still got it in Houston. Still dealing with the aftermath. And it's still hurricane season. So uh, be prepared. Ask questions. And if you have an opportunity to help out somebody, help them out. Um, maybe avoid Red Cross because some of that money might not go where you think it's going. Word of the wise. Illa, you ready to hit these dirt sheets real quick? We got a pay-per-view to cover. Let's get it. You've been watching Raw, you know, Finn Balor is still dealing with Bray Wyatt. And this past Monday, Bray Wyatt implied that Sister Abigail is still alive. When we know... Bray Wyatt's a cross-dresser. So, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's been revealed that Sister Abigail might possibly not be another wrestler or actor playing Sister Abigail... But Sister Abigail is going to be a persona of Bray Wyatt. And he's going to transform in a similar fashion as the way Finn Balor puts on the uh, body paint to become the demon. You know, the thing of it is, is that this could actually be cool on some Norman Osborn shit. If they had kind of, if I, I want to say if they had kind of been seeding it over time but it may work just as a reveal it just depends on if they don't go too corny with it that's the thing because psycho set bar you know and so and bray wyatt <laughs> has 
been on some very low bar shit with his matches and his just everything across the board. So everything, you know. Um no, hey, good on WWE for uh being gender positive, whatever. But at the same time, I just don't trust him with Bray Wyatt. I don't trust them with Sister Abigail. I mean, the only <laughs> successful androgynous person so maybe is Goldust. Oh, is there somebody else? I mean, maybe Billy Gunn and uh, what's his face? <laughs> no. no. Yeah, I mean, you know, Billy Gunn's not, always walked that, that line. That was not handled properly. But, that uh, was bad problematic. That's what we're dealing with. Other dumb WWE news. If you probably noticed, AJ Styles has been not really wrestling a lot on TV lately. It's because they're trying to keep people in their seats after 205 Live. Uh, apparently, they've been having AJ Styles wrestle a lot of dark matches. They get people to stay all through SmackDown and all through 205 Live to see AJ Styles. Damn. What a hustle. I mean, that's pretty wise. All right. So, uh, Illa, are you ready for our favorite reoccurring program? No fucking way. No way. No way can this dude... Have had something else happen to him. Of course. Oh my God. He's the most interesting man in pro wrestling. <laughs> the further adventures of Alberto El Pastro. Las Aventuras de Alberto El Patron y sus amigos. When we last left our hero. I'm, I'm not quite sure. It's been a long time, folks. Um, <laughs> hurricane hit and whatnot. But our hero was doing some humanitarian work, handing out supplies to the uh, his fellow neighbors in Texas. Uh, apparently, he received a letter from the mayor for his efforts and that, so good on him. But it seems that Alberto still has a job in the wrestling world. And that crazy, maybe fake company that once again is rumored to probably be going out of business if it was a real company. Uh, has big plans for El Patron when he comes back from his indefinite suspension, which he still suspended on, that he's going to get a big push. How is this possible? <laughs> Alberto El Patron is amazing. <laughs> Holy crap. How does, how, does, how does he manage it every week? Every week? How does he manage to get into some stuff every week? And it's interesting stuff at that. That's the thing that's just boggles mind. <laughs> oh, man. And he's going to get a push in a so-called wrestling federation. It's just amazing. Now, the thing about Alberto, like, people have walked away from that company because they're not getting paid. But Alberto is guaranteed money. But and like, how man. trash must that company be or the wrestlers on that company that nobody else but him can get this kind of push? Like this, that's amazing. Okay, what's the rest of this story, man? <laughs> this is a trip. Hey, when he comes back, who knows when he's coming back? But apparently, they they're gonna get their money's worth out of Alberto. We'll see if that company still uh, around, even if he oh, hits TV. And, and we can't forget the girl who wrestles. She's supposed to be coming back soon too. She has. She's been spotted in Orlando. Uh, she was at the Performance Center, and apparently, she's cleared. She's cleared to wrestle. Uh, rumor is she's gonna go to the SmackDown brand. Which they do need it. There's not really a lot of ladies on SmackDown. I think there's six. You know, it was kind of Oscar going to Raw. You know, it's, it's Raw, but really 
SmackDown, their women's division, they just need more competitors because they're all out there in the ring every week. And it's hard to really do multiple storylines when you only have, you know, five, six people. The division needs to be bigger than that. Um, I don't know. I don't think we've ever talked about this, but when they first did the Brian Sprint, a lot of people said, hey, they should put the cruiserweights on one brand and all the ladies on the other because clearly there's not enough to split them between the two. Um, what's your thoughts on that idea? That's that's not bad. I mean, the, the thing with wrestling to me is that not everybody gets it's, – it's, it's the structure of it, and, and not everybody gets their chance to shine. <clears throat> I think with all the talent they have, what they, should, what they really should do is seasons so that – during you know a fall season, yeah. you know you're dealing with certain wrestlers and other people can take time off and take breaks and stuff like that. And so they can kind of phase people in and out so that you can always have people fresh. People you know get a chance to heal because a cruiserweight and a women's champ, a women's um, division split like that would would be pretty good. But it's like if you're only dealing with a handful of wrestlers a couple months at a time. Everybody can get the chance to kind of come in and out. And then all you need to do is have, you know, the entire roster pop up and say, hey, we're here and we're around. But right now we're running this program with Nia Jackson, Alexa Bliss or something, you know, and then they get the focus and the shine and the attention. And that way everybody else, because right now it just seems like it's extra people, you know, and then they end up throwing them to these handicap matches, a tag, these, you know, matches don't mean shit. And it's kind of like, you know, they're just catching L's, you know, and, and they're just kind of there. And so I think if they did it where they did kind of seasons, but also did it in a split where that way they kind of build certain people. And so like right now we're running the TJ Perkins program and then we'll phase in Rich Swan and then TJ will beat him and then we'll phase Swan out. And so Swan can take a vacation and now Cedric Alexander can come in, you know, and you know, that way people can get rest and they can come back fresh and you kind of, you know, it just, it'll, it'll be more dynamic. So I think it's a pretty good idea, but hashtag WWE. You know, they've never really, they, they pride themselves on being these road warriors and running people into the fucking dirt and the ground, which is foolish. They need to give people a chance to, you know, rest their bodies and give them the focus they need. And that way, you don't just have these extra people just around, you know, to kind of job and like every match can mean something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every match means something. All right. That, that would be dope. Seasons. Some wrestlers have talked about that before. Or at the very least, my thing is, I hate seeing, like, if you're going to do a pay-per-view with Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns, like, they give you that match, like, three or four different ways building up to their, you know, eventual feud. To, to like, and yeah, that's whack show, to me. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, that's why you have a division, you know? Like, they need to be facing off against other people. And so, in the process of that, you can have other people get the wins and get the L's or whatever. I mean, I have a whole theory on how they should like set up WWE and how they should break it down and they can make it more uh competitive feeling and give like a, a more of a, a realistic edge to it and they would actually be way more beneficial to the wrestlers themselves and the fans and maybe one episode we can dive into that my thoughts on that yeah that would be a good good episode right now this weekend once again the en- infinite gauntlet of WWE pay-per-view continues with hell in a cell you might be at New York Comic Con, but the rest for us, uh, rest of us, will have to deal with hell in a cell. <laughs> so, you ready for some predictions? Yes, sir. Put on my uh, Illustradamus hat. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, here we go. The kickoff show, the part of the show you're never watching. Uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin versus the Hot Bros. 
easily Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, yeah, yeah, easy. They've been doing this whole program that the hype bros are falling apart. Um, you know, I kind of hate how all tag teams pretty much fall apart the same way. Like, we've been tagging together, and all of a sudden we miscommunicate, and, you know, we can't deal with our problems like normal people, you know? We got to break up. But, yeah, the hype bros have been taking some L's lately, and they've been having miscommunications, and looks like Zack Ryder might be turning on his broski. Am I saying it right? Broski? I just hate that they always break the tag teams up to give a dude a push. Like, why not just keep them at tag team and still give a dude a push? You know, to me, that's what makes sense. Because maybe the other dude just isn't, he's just, maybe he's a low aspirational motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> maybe he want to be a heavyweight champ. He's like, I'm good being your tag team partner. You go out there and you go for that belt. And then I'll just, you know, basically act as a manager, aid, and come in while you make your run. You know, and I come bust somebody up for you. Like, they never do that do that storyline. You know, like, I'd love them, like, I'm going to push one of the Hardy Boys. So the other one is just there. And then they can kind of jump in as a tag team chance for a little while if they want to. And that way, they don't um, always have to defend the heavyweight title. Because to me, like, people always talk about the heavyweight belt being around. I don't like the idea of title being defended all that, like, often like that. Like, I'd rather be special. You know, it would be cool to me if somebody held the belt and was also, like, a tag team champ. And that way, defend a tag title so that the, the heavyweight belt isn't defended on that pay-per-view. You know, and that way they can build to bigger and better matches and make more special matches and give them more of a big match, a big event feel. Yeah, that that that, that would be dope. Um, yo, new storylines, new new visions, not the same stuff we're seeing every month. You know, not the same four matches, not the same four breakups. So, all right, so that's the match you're not watching for free. First match, or maybe somewhere in the beginning of the show, Randy Orton, the King of Sleep Style, versus. Our homie, Rusev, who has his own day in celebration of him. Yo, how many homies you got that got their own day? I mean, there's Illawasi Day. So, you know, <laughs> it's a celebration, <laughs> bitches. But, uh, nah, that, that's dope. Handsome Rusev. So, I think they're going to give this to Randy. Randy's been taking some L's. He's been jobbing out to hard body. You know, he's got that veteran status. And he's, I guess... You know, he's playing nice. So, if Randy's awake for this match... I guess the, the better prediction is, will Randy Orton be awake for this match? That That's hard to tell. See, Rusev can actually put on a great match. And even Randy... Like, I could see a good match between them if Randy doesn't go to his usual rest holes and sleeper holes that he does. But, you know, he's a king of sleep style. So, you know, it's, if Randy's awake... Yeah, he can get a good entertaining match. From These two can have a, a good entertaining match. I think it's going to be longer than nine seconds. You know, if it's a quick opener, Briss, uh, Rusev gets caught in a good RKO out of nowhere. Not like, uh, you know, he's, when they set it up, a good RKO out of nowhere. We haven't really got in a while, so um, be good to see that. I, I do have to shout out Rusev for this past week's SmackDown when he was trying to sneak in the ring. Aiden English was getting his ass kicked. And Rusev's like, oh, Randy's distracted. I'm going to sneak in the ring ever so quietly. And then Randy caught him. And he's like, you know what? I'll deal with you later, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Rusev got comedy, man. <laughs> like, Rusev got jokes. Nah, Rusev is gold, man. All right, next match, Dolph Ziggler versus Bobby Roode. This is one of those. Well, who do you have in this match? I, I was listening to someone else, and they kind of pointed out that, like, 
it's like Ziggler's job right now is just to um put over the NXT talent. That every time someone from NXT shows up, Ziggler's there to eat that L. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is true. I think it is Bobby. Bobby held the NXT belt for a while. He carried that brand after a lot of people thought it was done once Samoa Joe and Nakamura left. So, you know, Bobby and, and people love him. It's kind of weird that he's working face right now because the whole glorious gimmick is about like, you know, a self-conceited uh, asshole. I think Bobby wins because uh, Ziggler, I don't even call it a gimmick. I, I can't even really call it a, a gimmick what Ziggler is doing right now. His whole, I'm criticizing wrestling audiences for liking entrances, but he's not wrestling. He's not really doing anything. And there's only so far he can go with this. Uh, I can tell Ziggler's trying, but it's, I don't know, man. Like, he still got the American flag on his pants. He's still super kicking people. Ziggler still, when he does wrestle, kind of babyface. But it's got to be Bobby. Let's see. I think it would be cool if Ziggler played the spoiler because you expect it to be rude and for the, you know, for, for Dolph to catch the victory, it would be totally unexpected and such a surprise. Um, yeah, it would be. So I'm going yeah. gonna, gonna to make the, you know, the dark horse pick of, of Dolph Ziggler on this one. I think that it's going to, we're going to expect it to be a glorious debut for Bobby Roode only for Dolph Ziggler to finally, finally get a win. I can't remember the last time Ziggler got win. I mean, you're right. If he does get that win, that could be the thing his character needs. You know, like you know, sometimes you got to give these people a win to give to give them some credibility. You know, well, it's the only way to continue to continue a um, storyline with him and Root. Because I mean, if he yeah, catches the well, L, it's just you talking took another L. You know, I mean, like getting the line next, uh, behind Bray Wyatt, and you know that's what you're doing. And Sasha Banks. All right, uh, the redo, the tag team championships, the new day. Versus the Trap House Usos once again. We're redoing this match because the last time they put on like dope match of the year type contender and nobody was watching. So here it is. Uh, tag team championship match in the cell. This will be Hell in a Cell. Um, this is apparently for the final time. And we know it, this is the WWE Finals. That basically means it's going to be two months before the wrestling again. Uh, but the final time, Uday, uh, New Day. I almost said Usay. <laughs> New Day versus the Usos. Ella, who do you got? The New Day. I think they're going to survive the Usos penitentiary and walk away still. Your WWE Tag Team Champions. I think uh, they're going to leave the uh, Usos, you know, eating bootios. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think, um, I think uh, New Day is going to get this. Um, I... There were reports a couple of weeks ago of each one of the New Day's members, I think not not including Big E, but Kofi and Xavier were in some state of having minor injuries. So they're kind of wait, hot wait, swapping wait, them wait, out. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 So we'll it's see. It just dawned on me. Alberto El Patron is letting the ghost who wrestles return to the WWE on the SmackDown brand. Where the ghost fucker, Xavier Woods, <laughs> the storyline writes itself. <laughs> Xavier Woods, the stunt penis, the stand in. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And she was in a relationship. Uh, he, he, oh, he's, man. Uh, he's a married man Just now. Just imagine Al- Alberto El Patron um, rolling up on SmackDown. <laughs> Unleash holy hell. Oh, man. It'll be the airport all over again. Oh, that'll be greatness. Um, <laughs> they, they've said that they've, they've moved on. They're trying to be new people. He's trying to, you know, be an example for his sons. Past in the past. Past in the past. All right, I think the um, before your your wisdom, your your uh, your premonition, uh, Illadamus. I think it's gonna be the new day. Um, there was, you know, I mean, new day. They've been they've been winning. Um, I think with the new day having the belts. What are their tag teams on there? Who else do we have in the tag team? In the division? Yeah. Is it just the high bros and Chad uh, and Gable and, and Benjamin now? Uh, oh, there's Ascension. I forgot about that. And then Brizongo. Yeah, Brizongo, Ascension. Um, um, Heath Slater and Rhino, are they still a tag team? No, they're on Raw, remember? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, it's like there's a lot of face tag teams. I don't know. This thing is whoever wins, if New Day wins, it's I feel like there's less options. For their next program, but if Usos win, there's more options for where they can go next. What's the difference? They're, just, they're both the strongest team, so either way they have the same options. How is it any different? Uh, you you have uh you know your your face teams versus your face or your heel teams versus your heels. So. Um, but I mean anybody who's going for the you know New Day's gonna be the faces because Usos are really the only yeah they're the only heel team. I mean. Maybe the Ascension, but who cares about them? So, unless they introduce, they may call up somebody else from NXT. Oh, maybe the Altars of Pain, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. But, all right, we got both money on New Day? Yes, indeed. All right, both money on New Day. All right, here we go. Women's Championship match, Natalia versus Charlotte Flair. Oh, Charlotte. Charlotte about to make Natalia unass that belt. Yeah, was it, was it, I guess two years now when Charlotte was on Raw? Or maybe it was last year. I forget. Uh, but every time Charlotte and Natty would wrestle, like Natty kept taking those L's to Charlotte. So um, I don't really see this, this shame, the same happening here. I guess the real prediction would be, do we see a Carmella cash-in attempt? That would be actually a dope twist. Because as much as I like Natty as champ, I mean, I prefer Naomi, but I like Natty because Natty can wrestle and she's a pretty good heel. And I'm anti them like trying to push Charlotte like they're doing. Um, it would be cool if Charlotte won and there was a cash in. That would have instant heat for Carmella, and it would actually make things kind of interesting for at least another month because eventually Charlotte's gonna win. And um, beating beating uh, Carmella, who is worse, who's liked less than Natty. Uh, it could go either way. Charlotte beating either one of them works fine, you know, for the pop. <clears throat> but that cash in needs to happen, and this would be a good as time as good a time as any. Yeah, that cash in has to happen, and hopefully, the cash in has nothing to do with James Elworth. United States Championship: AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin. Corbin, of course, has new music. What oh, caught me off guard? I thought they were definitely building to this being a three way between Ty Dillinger. Uh, Baron Corbin and AJ Styles, but I guess Ty's out the picture now, and it's AJ versus Corbin. Yeah, but 
they they they've fucked up Baron Corbin so badly. Like they've totally derailed all the momentum he had and just the direction they were going with him that I just don't know cuz even if he won, it couldn't save him. You know what I mean? Like they just had to have to I don't know, man. I mean <laughs> I don't know. But AJ Styles so far, this is pretty much a paint by numbers pay per view. Um, it's like SmackDown extended. I, it's the Baron thing. I don't know why they change his music. I don't even like his new music. A lot of people are getting music changes, like unrequested entrance music changes for the worse. And like they're workshopping these entrance themes as we go. Uh, I think Baron has lyrics. I don't even remember, folks. I was out of power for like ten days, so I missed like whole bunch of wrestling. Um. But like now, Baron's entrance music has lyrics to it. Uh, Jason Jordan's god awful music has lyrics to it. Um, it's just like, yo, who's changing these things? Like Emma's got like music that's now sucky. So I mean, but you're right. Um, outside of having a terrible entrance music now, um, Baron Corbin still has to live off that funk of failing his cash in attempt for Money in a Bank, and um, I think he can have an entertaining match with AJ Styles. It's just depending on. If they're gonna have shenanigans, or they actually have a wrestling match. So, but I'm putting it on AJ because AJ is what's selling tickets right now, and they're using AJ to anchor shows. So, I'm gonna put the belt on him. I mean, AJ's gonna win this one. I think it's gonna be a slightly better match than probably what we would think, because Baron is a good worker, but he's just in you know, for the movies, it'd be the equivalent of development hell. I mean, he's just floundering, you know. They don't really, they don't know what to do with him. And they aren't, they're just misusing him like they do pretty much everybody who's not like one of the three or four main guys. But yeah, that leads us into the WWE Championship match between Hard Body Mahal and Swagske Nakamura. And you guys need yo get those 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 slam bros hashtags popping on Twitter. We need some you know what I'm saying we need some hashtag hard body mahal going on. We need some uh some trap house usos going on. You know get get that uh, some uh, king sleep style going on. Get that get that get that going out there. No one has yeah no one has better nicknames than us. You listen to all those other whack podcasts and it's like they call them to the rapper usos. You know what I'm saying and the thug usos. Like yo come on man. Trap House Usos, Hard Body Mahal, King of Sleep Style. We giving you hits. Yeah, we need that. Get that popping on on in the Twitterverse for your boys. We appreciate you and love you for it. Let's let's get to this prediction. Who you got? Hard Body, you got Swagscape. All right, so I did think it was gonna be Swagscape, but something happened. Like the E posted like information for they're doing a tour in India like later in the year. So they're 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 going to India later in the year. And I think they might keep that belt on gender just to try and put some butts in seats. Well, apparently, Indian audiences, they'll go see a wrestling show regardless. Because, you know, especially for the E. But just imagine the crowds they could draw if, you know, they go to a country at a time where their man is the champion. But my only thing is, you know, I'm, I'm a supporter of Hard Body for the, you know, it was it was a... It was a swerve. It was a twist. But since he's had that championship, every match has been the same thing, right? 
Like, he gets his ass kicked. The Singh brothers come in, have to get murdered, and then he sneaks in and hits the claws for the win and then acts like he did all the work. So, they're not doing hard body any favors. And I've seen the debates. A lot of people are like, you hate him because he's a heel. That's a classic heel. He has to cheat to win. But I'm like, sometimes you have to build him. Like, like if Jinder's really improved as a wrestler, let him show it. Let his character show it. Like, you can still do heel stuff. Or at least diversify the heel tactics, you know? Like, don't end the match the same way. There's different heel tactics he could use. They have ended at least six different pay-per-views in the exact same way. Singh brothers get their asses kicked. Training is a distraction for Jinder Mahal to apply his finisher. Match over. Come on, man. So, I think it's Swag's case time because other than that, like, what are they really doing with him? You know? And it, it makes hashtag WWE logic for them to actually take the belt off of Jinder Mahal before he goes on the India tour because it's fucking WWE. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I'm saying they're going to keep hard body on there. You're saying they're just giving me swag. Okay. I think the results will be entertaining. Uh, whichever way we go. Ella, you ready for the main event, the main selling point that we've been working? How long have we been building this tour? Since like all year, we've been building this feud that's had some stops and starts. Yeah, it's been going on for a minute. You ready for this? Yeah. All right, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon inside the cell. Here we go. Of course, uh, Kevin Owens has felt that Shane McMahon has been out to get him since he joined SmackDown Live. Shane McMahon feels that Kevin Owens is just being lazy and he can't take responsibility for himself. This all came to a head when um, Shane put hands on Kevin Owens a couple of weeks ago, got himself suspended, which brought out Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon got his 72-year-old ass kicked by Kevin Owens, and now Shane McMahon is out for revenge. Man, Kevin Owens has been putting in work. And now, this past Tuesday, they've made it the Hell in a Cell match, which a false count anywhere, which doesn't make any sense if you think about it, as in the whole point of the cell is to keep you inside of the structure. Well, yeah. But again, hashtag WWE. E logic. But um I'm looking forward to this match, mainly because Shane McMahon is a spot spot taking uh uh he's a spot fool, you know what I'm saying? He takes an ass whooping well. And Kevin Owens gives an ass whooping. And so I mean the build to this match has been really, really good, really solid. Kevin Owens is, you know, low key like the MVP of SmackDown between him and AJ Styles, they really keep it going. They're a good tandem. And Kevin Owens is just great as a heel. He did his great promos, you know, delivering his matches. And I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, you know, it's just going to be a spot fest, um, some hellfire bumps, a good culmination of things. I see like maybe Vinnie Mac or somebody running out, you know, and like, no, don't hurt my son. Oh. And getting some ass with him put on him and maybe allowing Shane to get the victory in that fashion. Um, but, uh, um, how long before 
Shane's ten year old sons are getting power bombed. Other than that, I, I don't know. I see Kevin Owens winning this. Um, I think Shane, Shane is gonna do the the valiant fight, you know, but he's gonna get he's gonna get that ass or he's gonna get that work. Uh, yeah, Shane 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 doesn't we you don't go into a wrestling match with Shane to see Shane get a win. All right, that's not what happens. But kind of piggybacking off what you said, uh, if you remember, Shane McMahon of course had the wrestling match with AJ Styles at Mania. Which, you know, a lot of people weren't thinking was going to be dope because it was just a wrestling match that didn't really play into, you know, Shane's specialty of jumping off of high objects. But this is the sell, you know. It's a high object. Two years ago at Mania, you know what I'm saying? We've given Shane McMahon objects to fly off of. And now the stipulation of like, you know. Well, and they've, and they've seen it, like Kevin Owens already said. Like, I'm going to toss you off the cell. Like, yeah, <laughs> like. like so they're 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 building to that big moment. Somebody's going off this cell. Maybe the twist will be it's not Shane jumping off the cell, it's KO jumping off the cell. No, what if it's a power bomb off the cell through a table? Oh god. That's the oh, god. that's the move. That's if they can protect that man, that would be that would be crazy. I don't know if it's I don't I don't know, but um I do think Illa when they added like, you know, false count anywhere. It got me thinking, okay, what's going to happen? They're going to end up outside. Um, Shane McMahon is going to go off this, off the top of the shell, uh, cell, excuse me, land on KO on the announcer table, and then get the pin that way. You know? Like, he, they're both KO'd. It's just that he landed on top of them, so it counts as a pin. Um, that's what I could see. Like, he gets a victory off of, like, yo, he was technically knocked <laughs> out. Like, he did come off the ceiling. You know, that's like you accelerate at 9.8 seconds and. So, like, that's at least 30 feet times, like, 9.8 seconds per, you know, the force of him hitting. Like, yo, I could believe that. Um, I could see that. But, yeah, I could see also, you know, KO attempted murder. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Shane, Shane, Shane going to catch Like, it. real throwback to McFoley. But, yeah. Yeah. And then, also, before we get out. Yeah, I I think he's gonna he's gonna catch that L. I think he's uh, hopefully. Oh, you know what? I got Shane McMahon. He slowed down his punches a little bit on on SmackDown, and it actually looked like he was throwing punches. He wasn't just doing little baby punches. So props to him. The fakest punch, man. Shane throws the fakest punches in pro wrestling. He did a little better, but he's supposed to. I mean, he, you know, he's informally trained. He he, uh, he did a little better. Um, but also, you, you know what I just had a, a eerie flash of was Charlotte with just one one set of eyelashes. That was scary. <laughs> that was so scary, but kind of cool. Like they, <laughs> they need to like let her do that again because it was such a creepy look, and you don't really, as a man you don't really realize how much eyelashes change a woman. But like when her eyelash peeled off in that match, and then she just went peeled like it was halfway there hanging, and then she pulled it off, and she just looked so creepy. Like, if they if if their thing wasn't the um athletic beauty queen with her, they should let her rock with the one eyelash on, one lash off thing. But go ahead, man. Yo, that could be uh you know mass psychology right there. You know, like yo, what she, you know. I mean, Bray Wyatt bends over backwards. She rips off one of her eyelashes. That would freak me out if I was in a ring with her. I think more so uh the the flipping off one eyelash and be like, oh, we're just gonna walk without symmetry anymore. Would be more freaky than the walk backwards thing. At the walk, at this point, the walk backwards shouldn't scare anybody. Like, is nobody watching the program? Has no one seen Bray Wyatt wrestle for the last five years? 
I guess one last thing. Fashion Files is returning on a pay-per-view. The Fashion Files. The best produced segment of WWE is returning on a pay-per-view. So, that's it. Also, you can hit us up at Slam Bros Pod. That's at Slam Bros Pod. You can find me on the Twitter at Bowman12L. Also on the Grams at Bowman12L. L-O-Y-C, where can the good folks find you? At L-O-Y-C on the Twitters. At YC the Champ on the Instagrammatic. You can still holler at us at Charlie and the Champ. Still tinking around. Charlie dealing with his health issues. And uh, yeah, you know, holler at Slam Bros Pod. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, so keep your tweets coming. Definitely want to hear your predictions on this pay-per-view. I think it's pretty straightforward, pretty paint by the numbers. But let us know. We need more interaction from the fan base. Thank you to those who comment on the SoundCloud. Much love, much respect. We got some big things coming. So keep your eyes out for the Slam Bros. Yeah, thanks for everyone that's been rocking with us for 40 slash 36 episodes. Also, if Yo, we like missed like our anniversary or something, didn't we? Did we? Know, we should have did, did like yeah. an anniversary show or something. We'll, know, we'll, like we'll do a late one. Uh, also, if you are handing out to New York Comic Con this weekend, always uh, be safe. You know. Yeah, holla at your man, Big LOIC. I'm out in New York Comic Con roaming the aisles and the tables, uh, you know, taking photos and snapshots and doing what I does. All right, Slam Bros. We'll catch y'all on the flip. Peace. Peace.